friends, welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 60. Okay. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. We stayed. We stayed. <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? After all that bullshit, we stayed. And we made our way back down to the first floor, this time on the western side of the keep, into the barracks rooms where we fought a pitched battle against four more of the undead soldiers. And we did finally, at long ever living last, take them down. However, oh boy, Dora is picking herself up off the ground with what, like five hit points or something? Five. Five hit points, no spells. Roni, what are you doing? You're about half hit points, right? Oh yeah, less than half. Uh, Grip, you're probably about the same boat. Just under half. Yeah, there we go. And Dabs, you're probably doing okay, right? Dabs is okay with, uh, with hit points. Dabs, uh... <laughs> collection of healing is uh, dwindling dwindling very quickly. So, the four of you are standing over the corpses of these undead soldiers in the barracks on the west side of the keep here, and in the immediate aftermath of the fight that we ended last session, there is no immediate sound of approach, no immediate sound except the continued barking of those dogs in the courtyard. What do we do right away here? We'll consider ourselves a little bit back on the clock here. Uh, I would immediately start healing Dora Great. and myself and anybody else. Like right. Basically going round robin with wands until people are healed. All right. I could start, Dabwick would start healing Grip. So I could go right there and with the wand of Cure Mod that I already have in my hand. All right. Do a little bit of rolling for us. All right. That's, that's 12. Take six. For Dora. I'm almost halfway. 13. And then that seven puts me, for me. That puts me at 46 out of 52. That's. I think that's good. So that's two hits from the wand. Great. And six more for Dora. Great. I'm at 17. It's good number. It's a good number for a wizard. Oh, I'm sorry. A psychic. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> so we're huddled down in the barracks here, um, in the dark, doing some healing, and again, still no sound except for the barking of dogs in the courtyard. Dora, do you still need more healing? I'm at 17 of 23. You're healed. And so am I. All right. I believe the entryway will be clear. But we're not leaving without those kids. Hmm. And of course, there are the ones we left in the dungeon and thereabouts. We got seven more charges on the one of invisibility. I say we take ourselves to the precipice of the next place we intend to go and use four of them. However, I do question our ability to continue making progress here. Oh, I don't I have much am... more healing on me, sorry. It's all right, Dabwick. I'm completely tapped out. I think not knowing what there is here, where anything is, if there's anyone to be rescued, I think it's a fool's fucking errand to try to keep on here. The Barrowing Kessel that we saw before was not Barrowing Kessel. Am I correct in saying that? That is correct. It was the sorcerer. So I believe 
she is here somewhere and may have all of the information that we need if we can get to her. We don't know if there are any below areas, but we may want to proceed to the north and see what that one was guarding before we talk about leaving. All right. Would a dungeoneering check give any information about there being like a sub-basement on these kinds of buildings? Or, or knowledge local? Also, can we make a knowledge, can I make a knowledge religion about the undead yeah. creatures that we fought that seemed alive and undead at the same time? Give me that dungeoneering check there, Dabs. It's a 24. Okay. So knowing... Uh, you've seen this well structure in the center of the courtyard, and you've heard the party talk about this vision that Dora had of the scum making their way into the structure through some underwater tunnel system. So yeah, Debs would probably be inclined to believe that there probably is a series of natural caves or something like that below the keep. You have not yet passed any stairs that go down, but Debs would believe that there probably is some. Give me knowledge, uh, local check there, Roni. Oh. Garbage, 11. Yeah, unknown. You don't know any more about the, uh, the construction or the contents of this building, but give me, that, uh, give me that religion check. Also garbage, 11. <laughs> okay. These, uh, do you have knowledge religion, Dabwick? I do not. Are you sitting on a use of that ability still? I am not. Okay, all I right. I literally have nothing left. <laughs> we, don't, we still don't know what those undead creatures are. Okay, so we do have reason to believe that there probably is something structurally below this building. Have not yet passed a stairway. What about a blood reading? Who would you like to blood read? One of these soldiers. I don't know if that would tell us anything. It would tell you about them individually. individually. Yeah. As we've been walking through here, have there been any items of psychic significance that... Uh, no items of psychic significance or magic in these rooms in these barrack chambers. If we don't intend to leave yet, I believe we should go to the north and see if there is a hatch downward. Do we want to look and see if there's any tracks uh, around that well? Scum feet or any such? I, I don't relish dealing with the dogs. Yeah, you got four, oh. hungry, four hungry dogs out there. Oh, for some reason I thought they were slightly somewhere else. But no, they're definitely out the, outside those doors. Gotcha. All right, so we scoping up to the north. Is that the plan? Yes. All right. Are we going to do invisibility now, or are you going to let uh, Roni skulk ahead a bit and see what he sees? Let's preserve that resource as long as we can. Okay. All right. All right, so everybody feel free to go around that corner up there. You'll see that the northern barracks essentially make an L shape. So there is a long north-south hallway and then a east-west hallway that ends in a door that is open, through which you can see another barracks chamber, which is angling back down to the southeast. Poking your head through that, you see another empty room, again with ransacked, tossed beds, some arrow slits. You see these stairs up to the northeast tower. Nobody coming down those stairs, and no sound of anybody approaching from that direction either. Out of this room, you've got one door to the main courtyard and then an open door on the south end of the room that leads down to the room where you would have every reason to believe based on that you've now kind of almost made a full circle of this part yeah. of the building, probably leads to the room where you had seen that one undead soldier skulking in the darkness. Call him an idiot. 
<laughs> when you see that one idiot. Well, no, he, he didn't do anything dumb. He just never got to attack. He was doing his job. But Roni, as you catch sight of that, you would immediately put together, you have at least at one point in the last five minutes seen somebody in that room down there. Then I'll move very quietly. You sneak down to that door? Yep. All right, give me a stealth check. 26. And perception. 21, or a 23 for traps. Quiet as the grave down here. As you poke your head through that door, Ronnie, like put your head around the corner, peeking in there, you do finally see a set of stairs going down in this next narrow chamber here. And you don't see sight of anybody and sort of creeping up 10 feet to the south. Go ahead and move your token, Johnny. Creeping up 10 feet to the south, looking around the corner, you can see the little bolt hole where that undead soldier had been laying in wait. And you see the door that Dabwick had held when you were last there. You see it in dissolved shards (laughs) of acid. No sign of of soldiers, no sign of ooze. Do you have, are you trained in survival? I am. Give me a check. Uh, that is a, it's a 17 at an additional plus four racial bonus in urban and underground settings. Mm-hmm. So that's a 21. Okay. Roni does detect some uh, lingering trails of oozy slime on the ground as if the slime, the ooze had moved from that door and down towards the stairs. These stairs are stone. So there's signs of some passage of at least the ooze for sure towards those stairs, but no sight or sound of any other creatures so far. I know that I left my mace. Yeah, in the dungeon. In the dungeon. It's only like 25 feet away. It's so close. So I think I'm going to kind of go and check Okay. over there. So I'm going to move over and look over here. Or actually, I'd stay right here first and check and see if I saw anything as I look into the dining room area. You peek into the dining room. It is as you last left it, which means the door to the north is still closed, possibly even still magically held. The door to the the door on the south side of the west wall that goes to the office is still open. The door on the south side of the east wall is still gone because the ooze had to get through that. I think it's like Dabs closed the door on it and it had to dissolve its way through that. So this room is empty and as you last left it. I will check uh, the door to the donjon first to see if it is indeed magically held or if it is no longer. How long does that hold portal spell last there, Paul? Probably like five minutes, right? If it's ten minutes per level, it's still going. If it's one minute per level, I think it's probably just ending about now. One minute per level. All right. So as you test the handle there, Roni, it is indeed turning. I will listen at the door before I attempt to open it. Give me a check. I will do so. That is a 17. Quiet as the grave. What did you say? I said quiet as the grave. Okay. I open it up. You see the first floor of the dungeon as you last left it, lined with those filing cabinets, years and years and years worth of town records in locked cabinets, and you see your magical mace lying on the ground there where you last left it. I will grab my magical mace. It is in your hand. Filing cabinet full of records, you say? Cabinet after cabinet after cabinet after cabinet of town records. 
this come back like for a later <laughs> library sort of situation not almost. quite that complicated but definitely would take some time for sure all right i'm gonna peek closer to the Records room, room than the library in Briarstone, yeah. Well, we just need to send Grip in. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Grip would find it like that. <laughs> like that. Uh, I peek into the room adjacent to the dining hall in the donjon. Roni sneaks over to the east there, looks through the door to the south, sees the courtroom lying empty and as you last left it. Make my way through. Oh, you stepped in that square. Game over. Roni never returns. I'm, <laughs> kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. No, it is empty. It is empty. This part of the keep, this first, so far, the first floor of the keep seems abandoned uh, after you leave so the area. So retreated down below or above, I suppose, at this point. There's at least evidence that the ooze probably went downstairs. Mm-hmm. Just, just making a quick check to make sure that there's not somebody or something left back behind any of these. You go back into the magistrate's office with the fancy desk, the fancy locked cabinets, the sh- uh, the mirror on the wall. You don't see sight of anybody, nobody in the mirrors, and it is empty. The doorway to the entry hall is open. I see your tokens going. It was over there. Peeking through there, you see the entry hall clear to the room where, <laughs> where Dora was uh, holding that longbow at the end of the barracks there. Uh, Still holding it, by the way. Yep. All right. Back in the kitchen. The kitchen's empty. First floor seems to be empty. I will make my way, then back out and around and go meet back up with everybody. Got it. Where we came from. All right. So it seems as though at the moment you've got the first floor to yourselves in Fort Hill Course. If the idea is to find people to rescue, are we going downstairs? And are you going to name that longbow Renard? (laughs) (laughs) I better have something in case I have to make another sanity check. Do we have a plan for for this ooze? Anyone have any ideas? Bludgeoning weapons. Uh, these oozes did not require bludgeoning weapons. Oh, they didn't? Nope. They just had a crap ton of hit points. Very easy to hit, but lots and lots of hit points. Were they dissolvy in terms of weapons? I forget. Yes, they were the ones if you hit them with a metal or stone weapon. Um, uh, sorry, wooden or metal weapon uh, take acid damage each time they got hit. So Dabs was able to avoid that by turning on the protection from acid and just sort of eating away at that acid shield. But yeah, And I can use fists. You have successfully punched it with your fists and not taken damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems as though the rate at which it dissolves flesh is a little bit slower. Like it, you know, it took like a full round of sitting on certain things before it would start to damage them. A hollow wind rushes through <laughs> these long abandoned barracks chambers filled with the undead, the dead, and you. What do you do? <laughs> Roni would take a minute to uh, make an additional extract. Great. Done and done. What do you make? Uh, I will make, uh, I have one shield already, but he's going to make <laughs> an additional shield yeah. so that he has two. Better safe than sorry. Um, and he's going to make sure that he's got it ready. He's going to also go ahead and load his alchemical torch. Yep. Would anyone like this bow? It's masterwork. All of their long swords were masterwork. All of their long bows were masterwork, in case anybody wants to grab any of them. I think a long bow would look pretty silly with me. <laughs> I think Grip is the only one who could use it. 
Now I can use it. A longbow, Marshall. Okay. Yeah. But I'll stick with this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he I holds guess it up the alchemical torch. Wouldn't hurt to have a ranged weapon. Because you just have a non-masterwork crossbow, right? And it's a light crossbow at that. I can use that. Yeah, Dora can use that. You want to trade? Yep. All right, so Dora's got the crossbow. Gripper's got a masterwork longbow. You can easily grab a quiver with, uh, let's say, 18 arrows. So, yeah, decision point. You you now know where the front door is. Nobody is standing between you and it. You could lift the giant bar off of it and walk out into the night. You also know, so th- rewind all the way back to, like, session 53. You left a whole bunch of scrolls on the floor in the second floor of the dungeon. You left a whole bunch of bodies up there that have not been gone through. There are rooms down here, like the records room, like the magistrate's office, we have not yet searched. And now we know of a location to get downstairs. Okay, we have to do that. Downstairs? No. No, we have to search search these rooms and see if there's anything that can help. Because leaving, all it gives us is a, a refreshed day, which is great. All our resources back, but it doesn't give us anything new. And we have no idea how many more scum they can bring in. Traps. Yeah, Yeah, we just don't Hmm. have enough information. So, like... So, then we should do a systematic search of the keep. Let's start with the scrolls. Go back up the dungeon. And the equipment yeah, I, up there. I think we go up to the top. Okay. And literally just work Scout, our entire way down. First to make sure they're yeah. not all just sitting in there waiting with their fucking. So Johnny, you're talking about going to the third floor of the dungeon to which you have not yet been. Yes, I'm talking about going to the top and then working our way down. Okay. So we've been we've been all the way through this first level. We have not yet been back up to the second level since we came down. What is what is the way you want to get up there, and who's uh, leading that? Uh, do you think I, that we could rest here? Maybe. Maybe, but I mean, but I mean, I, I think I think we go back up the stairs that we fought to go back up the donjon, and then look through the, look out there first, and see if we see anything. As opposed to going up to a tower and yeah. So right now you're all gathered at the base of the northeast tower at the sort of top of the keep there. That's just an open set of stairs. You go up those stairs, you know the door out onto the second floor was open up there. Oh, okay. Well, if we can go up that way, then... Either way we go, you have to scout ahead to make sure they haven't... The five who were down in the dining room and ever in there before have not moved there. Yeah. Yeah, you you know there are five soldiers. Yeah. Well, you know there are at least four soldiers somewhere here that you don't know where they are right now. Yeah. You don't know if they're more than that, but you know at least there's four There's of also a soul sliver that can come out of any mirror. Yep. Okay, so you want to go up this northeast tower there? Yeah. And you want to lead the way? Yeah. Um, so, Roni pops way, his way up those stairs, sneaks carefully out, scans the top of this, these open battlements on the second story there, you know, lays in wait there for a second, looks around, waits, scopes back and forth. There's nobody up there. First floor, second floor, both totally empty. You can easily make your way to the second floor of the donjon, where that... That one, the one door on the west was dissolved. You can look in and see the scattered remnants of the room as you left them. The only place on this level you have not yet been is that outside set of stairs that goes to the third floor of the dungeon. Otherwise, like once you go up there, you have been every single place, with the exception of the interior of 
the other court, the other towers, but you know so what? So unless they're, they're on empty. the third floor of the dungeon, they all retreated below. And at the base of those stairs was where I first saw, like an idus. Yes. And it's not there anymore. Give me a perception check. <laughs> they're hard to see. They're hard to see. I mean, I would be. I know you'd be very careful on your approach. Careful of any mirrors you might see too. Twenty-six or a twenty-eight for locating traps. No sight of an idus. Can I make a? Um, yeah, I will also make a survival check to see if I see anything there. That is a twenty-three. So that whole area is the site of roughly fifteen different creatures slopping about through ooze, rainwater, blood, shards of rock. Um, you just see chaos. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll make my way up the stairs. To the top floor of the dungeon? To the top floor of the dungeon. You open that door up and you find a fine apartment furnished with a double bed, two chests of drawers, small table, a couple of stools. There's also a, a bulky steel safe with its door standing open, as you can probably imagine. There's a cold fireplace occupying the northeast corner of the chamber. Uh, the shutters of the three windows here have been torn from their hinges, lie broken on the floor, and the the stink of briny fish is strong in the air up here, as though perhaps Scum had used this as a place to hang out. But unlike every other chamber you've been in so far, this one was not ransacked, so perhaps uh, occupied by a by a Scum who appreciated the finer things. Well... Um, well, then I will start to search the room, see Great. if there's anything of value in here. Yeah, you pick it over, nothing of value left. Everything that would could provide some comfortable resting was kept intact, but it looks as like as though the, sta- the safe was opened, all the valuables taken out, uh, pictures taken off the walls, that kind of thing. You see, you see uh, signs of stuff having been like removed from drawers, but nothing in here left of any value. Okay. Then I will gather my compatriots and we will begin our begin our slow progression through making sure that there are any scrolls, anything, like anything at all, anywhere. Got it. Petting back into the second floor, the reading room of the dungeon, you were able to, uh, with Dabwick casting some uh, detect magic in the shambles of corpses and blood and viscera and brains and sea foam and goo, <laughs> you can scrounge up these one, two, three, four, Five scrolls that have been left amidst the mess of books and records here. Does that mean five spellcraft checks? Yeah. <laughs> or do you have the read magic um, cantrip? I don't think so. Oh, I do. Oh, do you? Oh, give, you I do. Give it prepared? Uh, No. But I can use it at some point. Never mind. It, if it's a cantrip, isn't it always prepared? No, no, he has oh. to prepare his cantrips. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so you can uh, give them a shot right now, but you know for a fact that if you cast detect magic tomorrow, you'll just know you'll be able to read them easily. But if you want to give them a quick check, we'll see if you get any of them. Okay. First one. Twenty-one. Unknown. Second one. Twenty-three. Remove disease. Does not suck. Uh, even higher. Silent image. Ooh. 
20. Unknown. 25. Blink. I think that was five rolls, right? Yeah. So you just got two that you don't know. You can wait. You can find out tomorrow. Nice. Excellent. If I have spellcraft, can I check them? Yes. I will try. That is a 17. Unknown. Oh, no, I'm sorry. A 20, 21. <laughs> Unknown. And then the other one is a 31. Zone of Truth. Zone of Truth spell in this party's hands terrifies me. <laughs> so the uh, the dissolved body of its qual Thol. Oh, this is just going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Do you want to know or do you yeah, want to just keep yeah, it yeah. Just tell it's us. It's always better to know. Oh, God. Plus one chain shirt. Oh. Amulet of mighty fists plus one. Oh. <laughs> and a wand of cure light wounds with 33 <laughs> charges. He was a fucking ranger is what he was. Oh, my God. So he had uh, humans as a favorite enemy. <laughs> oh, that really did Yeah, hurt. it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad. And mm. all those things got dissolved. There's no... They all got dissolved, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, the ooze was sitting on him for multiple rounds. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Finally, something that would have made me go, I will give up that natural armor. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. All right. Any, okay. Anything else anywhere? No, no, not in this room. So the re- uh, the archive room downstairs, as you sort of eyeball it, kind of like that, like I was saying, like that records room in Briarstone Asylum, you know this one's probably going to be a matter of taking time. Like you probably got to put a good chunk of, uh, you know, eight hours into it. Maybe reduced by the size of a intelligence check that you happen to make. So, of course, Rip will get a 20 and maybe find some <laughs> stuff in uh, a shorter amount of time. But other than that, the cabinets do seem locked. As, as Roby, Roni gives him a look over, it seems like they're within his capacity to unlock when and if the time comes. I mean, I, I think I'd probably unlock them just to make sure that that truly was the only thing in there. Give, him a, give me a disabled device check. I will do so. 23. Yes, you can spring them open. And yeah, it looks as though it is uh, many, many hundreds of years worth of trial records, building permits, ships, logs, notary deeds, contracts, and other such paperwork. Is there anything in the files about Idus's and how to destroy them? (laughs) Do you want to start spending time? No. No. Okay. What was next? The Basically, what's left that hasn't been ransacked would be the magistrate's office. Let's hit it. But there's a mirror in there. There is a mirror in there. I mean, we're not going to not go in there to to check it out. Yeah, there's been mirrors in several rooms you've passed through. Heading into there, you've got this desk. Opening that up, it seems to be filled with sort of paperwork and personal items. But there is a cabinet on the in the southeast corner that is locked. Oh, God. All the keys were also on its qual, though. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Unable to lock it on your first attempt. 19. <laughs> okay. Getting you, very frustrated by this thing. Roni frustratingly, like, jabbing these picks in there. 28. Does a 33 hit your touch armor class? No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we'll stop for tonight. (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) 
Was there really a 33 touch armor class needle? Yes. Mm. Great. So, Johnny. Yes. Roni manages to finesse that lock open in that last split second. A tiny little needle pricks the end of his finger and oh my goodness does it sting. You take two points of damage immediately and as a uh, as the wound begins to grow angry, I need a fortitude save against poison from you. Well, that's a, an amazing six <laughs> uh, or an eight for an additional plus two versus poison effects because of my poison resistance that I have. Does that eight help me save versus this poison? Hmm. Hmm. I think that I go, ah, oh, and then I suck the wound. That's what. I, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that made that. <laughs> they say you're not supposed to do that, really. <laughs> oh, that really stung. You are immediately weakened on the constitution poison track. <sighs> Minus two penalty on all fortitude saves and con checks. Every time you attempt a fortitude save against the poison, whether you succeed or fail, you will take damage as on initial exposure. All right, so the clock is ticking. He's just been pricked with a con damage poison here. What do we do? Does anyone have an antidote? I'm looking. I'm looking too. I do not. I believe that we used all those. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we did sometime too. I used to, but I have I have a vial of antitoxin. I think that that would help. I could be wrong. Yeah, that would help. I give it to you. Quick pulls it out, t- chucks it to Roni. You know, down that, Roni? I am. I so that so that's, yeah, for, for a plus five alchem- alchemical bonus on fortitude saving throws for an hour. All right, so Roni's finger is pulsing and throbbing. Grip tosses him the antitoxin. He downs it. Give me the next save. 16. No, no, 18. All right. You fight off the effects of the poison, taking two more points of damage in the process. But after like a a tense breath held moment, you do realize that you have fought off this poison. It only takes a single save to save from this one. There better be something amazing in this cabinet. It's going to be another amulet of mighty fists plus one. No, it isn't. Don't say that. Inside... (laughs) There is a leather bag uh, flush with coins, a cloak, and a gilded dagger in a black scabbard. I will check for traps before (laughs) I do anything else. Give me a check. I'm still woozy, and I got a 13. Yeah, it's clean. It's such a nice space in there holding these items. I just reach my hand in. Great. You've got them in your hand. Nothing happens. All right. What do we got? Leather bag contains 1,268 gold pieces. Okay, we'll go buy all the scrolls of fireball they have in this town. 142 silver pieces. 343 copper pieces. The dagger's definitely a masterwork. But is it magic? Mm. Anybody want to check? Zoom. Cloak and dagger are magical. Give me a spellcraft check there on the cloak. Natural 20 on that cloak, 26 total. 
This is a cloak of elven kind. Famed elven cloaks enhanced to reflect the wearer's surroundings, aiding in blending in with any terrain. When the cloak is worn with the hood drawn up around the head, the wearer gains a plus five competence bonus on stealth checks. Wow. Spellcraft check on the, what was it, amulet? No. Gilded dagger. Gilded dagger. And what'd you get? 24. This is a plus one returning dagger. When thrown, the weapon will fly through the air back to the creature that threw it, returning to the thrower just before the creature's next turn. Catching the returning weapon when it comes back is a free action. Save that for Stasi, guys. That's just cool. It's just very, wow. very cool. Sounds horrifying. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if there's one thing I used to believe, it's if you throw the dagger, they just it's, going away. To, it's going to stay away. Uh, oh. Oh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anybody wearing the cloak? And where's the dagger going? I think Rony should wear the cloak. Right now, I've got a cloak oh, of resistance plus one. So mm. that's a hard choice right now. What about you, Dabwick? I don't have a cloak. You do? But you certainly earned it with your clutch hold portal spells. Thank you. Yeah, I bet you're probably already good at stealthing because you're a small, right? And I can hide in plain sight because of the thing. It's cool. There's blend. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So we got some scrolls. We got a magical dagger, cloak of elven kind, and a staircase to the bottom. Well, clearly we have everything we need, so let's go on down there and kick some ass. Let's just let's just be clear. What happened today? What has what has today been? Today has been the keep. So Ray died last night. Oh my God! This morning, Dora did the second psychometry on the bone handle dagger. We then did the. Investigation therapy, of the Star Stealer. Yep. And then we bamfed in after dusk when Dabs was able to prepare their spells. So as far as fights go, it has, air quotes, only been Fort Hill course. But yeah, that's that's what today has been. What a day. Yeah. What a day. All right. Let's yeah. go. Going down. Going down. Okay. All right. Click save. Oh, was there any food anywhere? Feeling a bit peckish? No, no. The scum have are voracious, and they've been eating, 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 eating. You could scoop, uh, scoop up some sea foam. I was only standing in it for a while. I was literally looking to see if I have anything like rations or anything like that. Rations, like, that's adorable. I know. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, because I was like, well, I, I, I would see these like starving, maddened dogs, and I yeah. would want to do something for them. So that's why I'm, yeah, I know, asking if there's yeah, anything. Yeah, you, you don't. There is dead scum. Yep. I would drag several of the dead scum, oh, toss them over the battlements, and toss down them to them over the battlements. Oh, the feasting begins. <laughs> I love this idea. That's exactly what I would do before going down. Okay, here we go. New map, folks. 
I think Grip probably got a kick out of watching that happen. Yes. <laughs> eat up, eat up, pups. Is this up. what Dabs had in mind with the uh, taking care of those dogs? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. I don't see you stepping up to feed them. Exactly. <laughs> so moving slowly and stealthily down those stairs, you mm. end up at a closed door, Roni. I've got you right now in the order. Roni, Grip, Dora, Dabs. Does that sound like what you do or do you want to swap that up? That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. You want to give that door a check? Yes, I do. I will even use my uh, magnifying glass for a 27 checking for traps. You see no traps on the door. It does not appear to be locked. And as you're pressing your head against it and trying to gather whether there's any sound on the other side of this, you do hear the distant sound of uh, a small group of people calling for help. I drink my extract of shield. Got it. And then I will see if the door is unlocked. It is. I will open the door. Beyond you find a low ceiling. So all the ceilings in this in this keep so far have been like between 15 and 20 feet tall. This one at 8 feet feels very low and claustrophobic. It's a cool, surprisingly dry subterranean room lined with sturdy shelves laden with chopped wood. There are some old wood chopping axes propped in the corner and <laughs> grip. Ah. Small hatchet driven into a stump used yeah. to split smaller logs and make kindling. There are two open doors out of this chamber. One to the south that seems to open up into a large pantry chamber that has been clearly ransacked. And then a door over to the east, which looks like it opens up into uh, perhaps a prison. And that's where you hear the sound of clearly a couple of kids and a very groggy sounding, uh, you know, maybe more middle-aged man weakly calling for help. I will very quietly and carefully check first the door to the south. Ransacked pantry. You can see one exit out of this room. There is a low hallway stretching to the west. I motion for Grip to follow and cover this door. Got it. I will do it. And then I move forward to the other door, and I'm checking for traps as I go. Through the doorway, you see a... 30-foot-long room lined with three doors on the north side, all uh, all with fitted... They're metal doors fitted with small grates in the middle. The closest uh, one is open. The other two are closed. And you can hear the sound of these people calling for help in the furthest door, the door on the east side there. There's one additional door in this room. That's a door to the south. It is a wooden door, not a uh, metal cell door. I can't see anything to this first door that looks like it's open. Is it open or is it not? Oh, now I can see. Passing that first cell, it is a foul and disgusting abattoir of mostly eaten human corpses. I will close it and if it's possible, lock it. Yes, absolutely. At the second door uh, to the north? This contains about four or the remains of four or between four and six, a little hard to tell, mostly eaten corpses. I close it and lock it. (laughs) 
Roni is like literally kind of like shaking at this point as mm-hmm. he makes his way through this hallway. I listen at the door to the south. Give me a perception check. That is a 27. You do not hear anything. It is locked. And it seems... It seems surprisingly undisturbed, given the amount of traffic and chaos and ransacking and crazy teenager puppies that these scum were. Um, They didn't seem to have messed with this door much. Leave it alone. Okay. Move over to the last door to the north. Looking through the grate there, standing protectively in front of the other three, you see a young teenage boy in just at a terrible, terrible state of starvation and weakness. And he is standing protectively in front of the other three with his arms crossed, like you're not going to fucking get at them. There is a young girl, maybe around 10 years old, and another boy, maybe around his age, who looks even weaker. And then lying on the bed in this chamber is a middle-aged human man and he seems like near 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 to falling unconscious from weakness and illness and these 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 kids are standing in front of him like you're not going to hurt him and as that door opens up the boy who are you who are you my name's Roni Stoitsche I'm here to help you I can't See, I can't see you. It's okay. I can't see. And I, I'm going to uh, holster the alchemical torch, uh-huh. and I'm going to. I have to have some means of light. Does the war razor glow? Sure. Great. I. Oh man, that's going to look creepy as hell. But I. No, I've got a sunrod. I light the sunrod. So we go from total dark vision sight into this room of these four people who can't see you at all into the blazing light of full sunlight. These people all come into full view and all four of them see you and they they start screaming in fear. No, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't I'm not, hurt me. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to hurt you. Help, help, help. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. I, I I just I I literally back away from them. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, as non-threatening. As non-threatening. I'll go and alleviate yeah. all their fucking fears. <laughs> no, I will not. Dora, Dora, get over here. Dora steps up to that doorway, and she sees the young boy from the very first vision, back in chapter six. I fucking knew it. Yeah, the- she holds up her. And down the hallway. Yeah, you found Sholm, the child whose neck uh, the rip tusk once cut with an axe. And you indeed see sort of the jagged scar left across this kid's, uh, the base of his neck there near his Adam's apple. Dablik's quickly sizing up the situation (laughs) and decides to slip on their cap of human guise to disguise themselves as a human child. Oh, okay. And runs up to Roni's side huh. 
to look at them and say, it's okay, it's okay, come with us, we're safe, we're gonna keep you safe, he's all right, he's changed, he's different. I like it, Polly. Why don't you give me a diplomacy check there? 13 total. And Dora as yeah. well. Let's call that let's call that an aid from you, Paul. Okay. Um what did you get there, Katie? With an aid, it's a 21. Okay. Okay. All right. Not my best. But no, it's but been a long fucking day. Yes, and they are prisoners and this sight of this child clinging to Roni's legs, which is something clearly this particular child has never seen and could not imagine, does seem to relieve him for the moment. And you're, again, as, as, as happened with the Sleepless Agency folks and kind of around town, Katie, you're not getting a sense that anybody knows who Dora is, and you just don't present like these scary motherfuckers I'm looking at Johnny and Robert here mm-hmm. do. Team is just a reclusive hoarder. <laughs> Apparently so. She don't get out much. Apparently so. You immediately see waves of relief over the uh, the little girl behind Shon and the other boy next to him. It seems like those two are are oh, they're uh, they're really scared, really exhausted, really hoping for someone to come along. Shon is is he seems to be on a on a teetering point here. He's a little bit older than those other two, and I think he, I think it's obvious to you that he knows exactly who, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is. I'm pointing yeah. to Johnny. Rowan Deutsch. Yeah. Yeah. So Dora's gonna come down there and um, lay a hand on Dab's shoulder mm-hmm. and a hand on Roni's shoulder mm-hmm. and sort of try to ease them um, back a little bit. Sure, sure. Roni just hands you the sunrod and walks away. Roni and Dabwick, as you're edging back to leave some space for Dora there, the door to the south, that locked door that seemed as though it may not have been opened in quite some time, uh, feels noticeably chilly in a way that nothing down here so so far everything has seemed a little bit like dank basement not particularly cold not as warm as um, I mean I guess boy gosh it's neth so cooler but not cold the door is feeling a little cold knowledge nature knowledge dungeoneering yeah go ahead give me knowledge dungeoneering dungeoneering yeah It's a 13 total for Dabwick. Okay. That is, ooh, that is a 32. <laughs> huh. I would I would picture Roni in this moment card cataloging through his brain of sort of a laundry list of creatures that suck warmth out of the air. I don't think I don't think it's a card catalog. Okay. I think it's I think what it is is that literally it's like these are like little flashes of insight mm-hmm. that he wouldn't know how he knew them, but that somehow it's like I I know that. It's the it's the negative space on those walls where the paintings had been removed mm-hmm. and like you can see a little bit of the shape of what yep. was behind it. I think he'd probably be in this moment a little bit concerned about uh, certain oozes that can uh, suck heat out of the air, but he's not entirely sure. Not entirely sure. Might need some more information. Dora sends a message to everyone in the party, 
We're taking them out of here now, right? Get them out of here now. Dude. This door I, over I here have is not, not safe. I've, I've just been waved off. I have not been yeah. informed of the situation yet, correct? Grip. The boy I saw when I read your badge, he's here. That's a message, you not out loud. Okay. And I, I can respond, yes. Yeah. You can just see him through the doorway to point. What about fucking figures, doesn't it? You better warn him I of know. what he's about to see. Tell me where I should go. <laughs> Please. Johnny, just give me one quick, just give me a die 20 roll. 17. Of course. As Roni and Dabs are moving back towards that door, Roni is also seeing the shape of ghosts on those old walls that oftentimes, on the spiritual side of things, there are certain undead creatures, typically ghosts, that can change the temperature of spaces around them as they move about. So I think he's he's seeing ooze-shaped spaces on the wall. He's seeing spirit-shaped spaces on the wall. Um, but his brain is definitely clicking on the presence of something in that room to the south. Get him out of here now. Children, come with me. Can the man walk? Is, it, is he mobile? Can he go on his own? He cannot go on his own. Children, I'm going to ask a friend of mine to help your friend. He's going to be very frightening to you, and I apologize for that, but I can only ask for your trust that he is safe, and all we want is to get you and your friend out of here. Who is it? You would know him as the Constable Riptusk. I know, I know, I know. You're working with him? He's very different than the person you remember. What happened to him? We don't have time for this. We, you, we gotta we get him to out go of here now. now. Okay, okay. Okay, so okay. she's gonna usher them and, and there, stay they, with the... With there the, are more down here. Well, we, we heard them. First, uh, first a whole bunch of the fishermen came and they yelled at the fishermen in here and then a bunch of the fishermen left and then two of them stayed behind but then two of them went up and then a whole bunch of, how much time, I don't know, minutes, 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 minutes yes. passed and then a whole bunch more came down the stairs and they went, they went the, other, the other way, not to towards south. us. I, I, but the other way. He's, he's pointing to the south. He doesn't know mm-hmm. his way around here at all. All right, well, we're going to try to get out of here very quietly and not alert them to our presence. Can you, can you help me with that? Okay, okay, All okay. right, we're going to go very swiftly. Come on, Cassandra. He takes uh, the girl's hand and... And what's uh, the boy's name? Little Pop. Come on, little pop, you come with me. And he wants to help uh, the man whose name is Harrison. Um, and uh, so Harrison is... Oh, so Dora and little pop help Harrison out to grip, and the kids just all go yeah. ashen when they see him. But, um, um, you know, they've, they're seeing Dabwick being unconcerned. They're seeing Roni be a little deferential to you when you mm-hmm. asked him to step aside. I'm, I'm buying that they're... <laughs> So they're in the middle of hell here. Yeah, they're going to go with you. This is a way out. This is the worst place in the world. They're going. She tries to shield them all from the doors. If I don't know if you they're can see through closed. those doors. They're all closed. Okay. Oh, the cell doors with yeah. the corpses. Yeah. I don't know if they're bars or doors, but there are. There's barred windows, but they're at like uh, Too high adult for them to see. Great. Eye level. So she'll just show, 
hustle them down the hallway as fast as she can. Yes. Am I carrying the grandsire then? Yes, would you? Constable! If you if you would. Well, come on, I'll treat you gentle, old man. All right, all right, all right. We make our way up to the uh, up to the first floor where we've got a clear shot to the you wanna go to the Entry hall? Is that the plan? Straight out? Straight out. Straight yeah. out. At this point, there is nobody remaining on the first or second floors, as we know. So you can easily make your way to the front entry, lift up the giant bar holding these huge reinforced double doors closed, open those giant creaking doors into the space, and then step out of this god-awful abattoir that you have been in for most of our lives for what what has got to feel like a thousand years and like this level of exhaust you have been fighting for minutes and minutes and minutes and this stepping out into the night air the night sky which is not for once storming and uh there are no glowing you know you can't even see the uh the star stella the closest star stella from here let me take you down to the town map, right? Oh my we haven't God. seen this in a hundred thousand years. We're in a town? <laughs> okay. Welcome back to Thrushmore, everybody. What is your what is your plan? Where are you gonna take these kids? I think we tell them back to take the them ship. back to the ship. We're going back to the ship. Okay. The only safe place here. The only with the only person that we know of that's safe and all yeah. literally and there's all more the heads of anything else have been killed off. I'll remind you of Roni's house, and I'll remind you of Lelwyn's house in terms of other places you have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Lelwyn's sh- house is a possibility, but but Roni's house is kind of a massive scum nest, is it not? And kind of isolated. You, know, you, you in... spent some time cleaning it up, but to your point, Robert, <laughs> it's isolated. I mean, our our house is uh, was chosen, I think, for its remote uh, location. <laughs> Skywind and the crew are great security. Yeah. That's a great point from Dadwood. Yes, absolutely. I love it. So heading straight down the hill. At this point, we're getting close to the point where nearly everybody has sealed up their houses for the night. You head down the hill. You pass Builder's Hall. You stay clear of Gladiolus Hill and the Sleepless Agency. Make your way down through a narrow stretch of more residential area, which some of you have not quite yet been through. And you would probably at this point pass literally, Katie. Dora would literally pass the alley where she had that vision of Shon, and you can probably imagine a look passing over Shon's eyes as he passes that spot. She, she hustles him along yeah. as fast as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Heading down Main Street, essentially, past some more closed-up houses, some shuttered-up shops. You can see the fish market up ahead on uh, up ahead and to the right, and the uh, the glowing lantern, the the green glowing Jill lantern, is lit up there and flickering. Now that you're close to it, it is not flickering like flame. It is flickering in a uh, in a in a series of pulses. Oh, I can take linguistics um, code. Perception, sense, motive. Just keep saying checks, and I will. <laughs> I'll keep listen. saying checks. I'm good sleight at. of hand, <laughs> survival. Surely it's linguistics. It is a oh, interesting history, local. No, <laughs> I can take a dungeoneering check. God damn it! Yes. <laughs> oh. 
What we get? What we get? 32. <laughs> Beats a 25. You both, like for a moment, stop short. Again, you have not been close enough to this at night to see what's actually in this lantern up there. The lantern houses three will-o'-wisps. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Paul's jaw just dropped open and Johnny's eyebrows went uh, about a foot in the air. That's um, real fucking dangerous. It is really yeah. fucking dangerous. And standing underneath this lantern, you see uh, you see like a human-looking man. It's you know it's dark and he's kind of staying out of the green light, but you'd guess he's like in his 30s, scruffy brownish hair, scruffy face, shifty kind of bearing to him. He's uh, he's in armor like an old chain shirt or something and he's got this this funny kind of blue sash that looks like it's supposed to be a uniform of some sort he's co- he's got a halberd in one hand that he's holding like like he's supposed to hold it but doesn't really want to he looks he looks like a night watchman so picture like fantasy like a cratchit night watchman <laughs> yeah, just, and he's got he's got this really nice looking morning star though on his belt and his other hand is on that like that's what he'd rather be holding but he knows he's <laughs> he's paid to hold the halberd and wear the stupid blue sash <laughs> and he's darting his head around jumping at shadows freaking out at the tiniest noise and this is unquestionably like we're doing lots of throwbacks here this is unquestionably the dude you saw from the rowboat way back in chapter 36 when you were oh, first rowing towards oh, shore he the was jumpy dude he was also standing <laughs> underneath this light at that time and then you know whether he has been doing that every single night or whether maybe during some of the chaos he doesn't go out and do it or maybe he just comes out and does it until he can legally get away with not doing it unclear but like you're hustling Harrison and the kids down the hill and you're taking you know very great care of Shoal making sure he doesn't see this traumatic spot and then you see this dude who is he is in a horror movie of his own <laughs> where he's like he's either the last one standing or the first one to arrive you know <laughs> and he is like looking around you know I mean? he's then he sees the group of you coming he sees specifically uh the two of you again it's the same two that people are freaking out about right and he drops the halberd oh man oh man i'm out of here man and he literally pisses himself and starts running up the street to the northwest like towards the uh towards uh, towards what towards the stain uh racing 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 i want can i try to do an intimidate check to make him stop yeah yeah what do you say Stop where you're going one fucking minute. I've got a question for you, and I'm only going to hurt you if you keep running away. Hey. <laughs> um, I, I, please, everybody, stop. That's a two on the die. Oh, no. <laughs> for, for a 12. Well, you know what it is? What were you saying about that die? You're literally right next to these kids, and you're about to be yeah. really scary, and you're like, I can't be really yeah. scary right next to these kids. Yeah, they threw me off a little bit, but yeah. hopefully my reputation will help. And you're also helping an old man, an old farmer, getting yeah. down the hill. You're right. trying to be so tough. Um, this guy is unfazed and keeps running, and, you know, he probably trips a couple of times and splats in the mud as he's running away. 100%, 100% clear. He was scared of Grip and Roni. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that guy. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. But this guy does not seem insane, just terrified. As we, so we'll continue on our way. And yeah. I, I, I will, I, Sean, is that the boy's Sean, name? The, yeah. I, as, as we're moving, I will, uh, I will just say something to the effect of, 
I wasn't really going to hurt him that time. I just wanted him to stop. You make your way over the bridge. Hey, uh, do any of you know who that guy was? That chicken shit? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Who is he? That's Nix. Nix? Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, uh, uh. One of the guys that worked for you. One of the guys, the guys that worked for Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, Mr. Nixon. He used to be a, he used to be in the militia, but uh, he, he, he used to be in a lot of jobs. <laughs> Perhaps we should go before we see another visitor from Iris Hill. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so everybody looks point. back up the hill, <laughs> scanning for a glowing blue figure. Nothing to be seen at the moment. What's uh, she he, makes uh, a good point. <laughs> what's he doing over there? I, I think he's the night watchman now. Nobody would take the job, and he quit up at the fort right before everything happened make a way over the bridge back down past the little out jut on the island where pier 19 is past the book layers past the base of crocus hill where you can see the stone up there shining just a little bit more than it had been the first time you ever saw it where it had only been kind of gleaming now it is actually uh, it's actually glowing a little bit as in uh somebody got sacrificed there uh, this is what you, not unchanged from when you were here earlier this evening. Oh, right. <laughs> right. A thousand years ago. Back down to the Selen Starling. More kids to bring on board. Okay, great. So uh, I think, you know, Dabs can introduce them to uh, Skywin. Take them over to Nasa and Mira, get everyone settled in and downstairs. And Tolman. Yeah, and it's, so I assume like if you want to ask Shon or the gang about anything that they experience, we'll let them get a night's sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm if if the uh, the talisman, not the talisman, the uh, the thing that we got the from heart the hag, stone. the heartstone from the hag, if yes. that still works in any way, shape, or form, we would try to give it to the put it on the around the kids. We killed her after midnight. I think it's still so working. I think it's still working. I think it's still working. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's insane. Yeah, like for just a few more hours, right? Pass it around. Yeah, great. Pass it around. Uh, You should take it too. Won't it heal your charisma damage? Ooh, would it? No. No. We probably asked that before. (laughs) We asked that probably like 12 months ago. Sky One would take Dabs aside and ask for a report on what happened up there. What you experienced, Dabs? Skywin, I don't know what to tell you about these people. Something's not right. I mean, they clearly have a, a, a big to-do, something between them all. Um, but the one in the hat, uh, Roni. <laughs> the one in the hat. <laughs> he, he treated me like like he was suspicious of me mm. for no reason. Uh, I mean, you know me. And uh, and did weird things like he, he would make everyone invisible but me. I mean, I almost died in there Mul- multiple times. Oh, I'm so sorry, Debs. It was terrifying. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're bad people, but uh, I don't get the right vibe. Something's something's off. Tabwick, Tabwick, look what you did. And you can sort of see, like, over across the way there, you can see Nasa helping the kids 
down into the hold, which, you know, Wakari's going on a ladder. They're very, very weak. They're having to kind of be lowered down there. You saved those children. Yeah, right. What about the scum? Did you take care of the scum? Oh, yeah. We killed a lot of scum. And uh, oozes. There were oozes in the castle. <sighs> and there were, um, not castle, what's it called? The it's fort. fort. Yeah, like a little castle. Like a mini The castle. urban druid is confused about the stones. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's more the feel of the place, you know? And it had, it had uh, these weird undead that had blood and dogs that were being mistreated. Oh, Dabwick. This was awful, awful sight. Look, Debs, I don't know myself how much longer we can stay here. I think we're nearing the end of our time. I'm going to try to get one more message out. See if see if they've reported to Link, but uh, we need to be thinking about when we're moving on here. I need to be thinking about uh, whether I'm going to join you or if I'm going to stay with this crew. Look, something happened when you were gone. Mm. Uh, this man and this woman in fancy, like, party clothes mm-hmm. approached the ship and we, uh, we didn't let him, well, we didn't let him board. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty pale lady with very tall hair and a, a silk, green silk dress. It's very handsome man with long hair. He's wearing blue and gold formal suit. When we wouldn't let him aboard, they dropped this note on the ground in front of the ship and walked away, holding hands and singing together. Uh, I'll let you decide what to do with it. It's a, it is a very fine formal envelope with exquisite calligraphy addressed on the outside to Mrs. Tima Vaticus, Constable Emeritus Riptusk, and our dear, dear friend who shall, upon his request, remain nameless. It sounds like that was really strange. Did you get a vibe like they were weird? Like off? Like they were off? They seem to be having the time of their life. Which I would say, given the circumstances, seems a little bit weird. Yeah, agreed. All right. Um, I'll take this and I'll give it to them, of course. Thank you for everything you've done for all of us. Tabs, thank you for what you did for all of us. That's what we do. We're in this together. Right. We're right. in this together. We'll make these decisions together. Together. All right, you've got this envelope. Tap, tap, tap. That <laughs> 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 little feet. <laughs> Doesn't sound so stealthy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they are wearing little tap shoes. <laughs> no, Dabwick would bring... Um, bring the letter to the crew. I mean, if the three of you are hanging out together, they would have no qualms about coming up to you and mm-hmm. saying, this was left for you by a couple, very well-dressed, fancy, uh, like city folk. Um, they wanted to come on board, but the captain said no way and uh, got kind of a weird vibe from them, but they left this. It looks... Really official. Dora will take it. 
Roni might not be with everybody else because he would probably be with everybody that just came in trying to make sure that they are healthy. Oh, great. He would be trying to attend to them like a doctor. And I assume, I mean, there's everybody has to sleep below decks, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're all within sight of each other. Yeah. So Roni's taking care of the kids. If, if they would let him. If enough people around them... I gotta say, the reaction, the way everybody on this ship treats you is outside of their experience. And they just, like, they see, like, you welcomed back in by this nurse who is taking care of them, and everybody is paying you no mind, and your first, if your first thought is to go and take care of them, like, they're seeing somebody very different here. I think they're gonna roll with that. They're also, <laughs> they're also in such terrible, terrible shape. I, yeah. think, I think they're, I think they're, you know, like, like exhausted kids. They're gonna go along with it, right? We yeah. might encourage Erwin to speak with Sean. Oh. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, so Erwin will join Mira and Nasa um, and Tolman and Roni. Uh, you want to you wanna read this, Katie? Sure. Oh, I have a handout. <laughs> I love handouts. Did you burn the edges of this one? I didn't. I know. I had to do this one pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, boy. So what does it look like, Katie? It's a lovely square piece of... Um, it's parchment. Parchment. Parchment um, with golden, you know, uh, edges and decorative golden um, corners. It's very nice. Oh. Dora reads it aloud. Yeah. The pleasure of your presence is requested for high tea in the garden in honor of lost friends and to discuss shared goals. On Oath Day, the 8th of Neth, at four o'clock in the afternoon, Iris Hill. And it is signed, Melison Cororo. And she says, don't be a stranger. And with that, that is the end of chapter 60 and the end of fifth level. We're leveling it up! See you next time! (laughs) Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarek. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. <laughs> Yay! I've been waiting for this my whole Every life. Level. <laughs> level. Double level.